Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Wherever you are in the world, I'm Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diana. And this is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Rob? Today, Russell, I am feeling exuberant. I feel <laughs> ebullient. Is that a word? I think it is. I think that means exuberant. I think it means the same thing. I'm actually feeling slightly odd, to be really frank. We're currently in Hampstead Heath, and mm. we're literally like one road away from where I lived for sort of four or five years. And um, I recently sold my place there. So it's quite weird being here. It's like the ghosts of the past in a nice way, but it's so kind of um, beautiful here and clean. And like, I don't remember, I haven't been here for years now. And it's. Do you think since you've left, it's cleaned up more or? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> they got they, they got rid of the disgustingness the scum. of me. They got the scum out. <laughs> You're so evil. So today we are going to meet, or we are meeting, yeah. um, an amazing artist who you're friends with. Where did you meet? Because I didn't know about this. We met on social media, as I meet most of my best friends. And uh, we hung out in London because this artist was over visiting. And we saw a couple of shows at the Tate and sort of flounced around the Turbine Hall. And... We've remained friends and now he's back here and it feels really exciting to be doing this episode. And the reason I use the word exuberant is because that's the only word I could come up with to describe the kind of complex, dynamic joy that is within his work. The the use of very bold, bright colours yeah. for the paintings, but also I'm fascinated. The, the bit that I almost love the most is, is the collage kind of film work and documentation, which to me really represents a kind of youth the kind of queer youth that that i remember and now that i'm 41 for some reason it feels really far away we'll talk about it later but yeah. but it's it's brought back a lot of nostalgia for me the work and even though it's not my experience it's like you kind of can remember moments of your own history within the work it's really really inspiring yeah so we would like to welcome to talk art Navot Miller. Hello, hello, Hi, Navot. Good. Lovely to meet you, Rob. You too. Lovely to see you again, Russell. Likewise. <laughs> I missed you. I missed you too. <laughs> so we find you in London. Yes, I'm in London. I'm here uh, because uh, yesterday there was a show opening in a gallery called Beers. Uh, the, the, the show is called Paper, and I am showing two of my works. Uh, so I came here for the opening and apart from that, there's a couple of other things cooking in London for me for the next, yeah, or like in the next couple of months, so I'm here for a couple of meetings. And uh, and you really love London, don't you? I, yeah, very much do. Absolutely. So I live in Berlin. Um, I've been living in Berlin for the past eight years, but there's um, 
there's like a there's a rich history uh, in myself with the with like with New York City and so London for me in between like Berlin London New York London is like a kind of in between closer to New York in the vibe in the business in the like people have schedule and I kind of enjoy this for for the time being in London and then going back to Berlin it's I like the contrast and so yeah I do love London uh, I like being here absolutely and really quickly you also really like strawberries and I'm wearing a JW Anderson strawberry love strawberries today, and you freaked out when I arrived I loved that it was a really good welcome I have a one really teeny tiny tattoo of strawberry on my ankle it was so painful to do it really the ankle I'm really yeah on my ankle and it kind of gives me power every time I look at it I'm like Yes. Let's look at it now. Show us it. Well, every time you look at the strawberry, it gives you power. The strawberry. Oh, oh, oh it's on that sensitive bit of your foot, so it's oh just God, below the ankle. Actually, That's, looks. Did you design that? I did. I drew it, and then my friend just um, did it on me. Like, yeah, we your need. Your friend it. did it. She was a tattoo artist, or yeah. someone just. Yeah, no, no, no. She right. is a tattoo artist in Berlin, and she just, uh, yeah, inked me. And what? What, what was it about strawberry that you wanted to have I, like forever on your skin? Well, yeah, I think for I'm coming from a family that one part of the family is full of tattoos, full. It's like a Jersey Shore <laughs> style, <laughs> full of tattoos. And so I was kind of like, from a young age, I was exposed to like a lot of tattoos. And I was always telling myself, if I ever tattoo myself, it'll be something really teeny tiny small that kind of just like represents something that I really like. And so a strawberry is just the form, the color, the taste. The, uh, yeah, it's just a, a very positive thing um, that I just like. And uh, But funnily enough, that was not the tattoo, <laughs> the first tattoo that I did. I was like, the first, the first I'll ever do is this robbery. But then I was in Georgia in 2018, like Georgia, the country. And uh, we were, I was there with a group of friends and we were eating a lot of Georgian food. And one of the, one of the dishes we ate was, uh, or is called, it's called chinkali or chinkali. It's like a dumpling basically. Mm. And then just like on a whim, one night, my friend was just like, we're all getting chinkalis right now. Like, stick and poke and that's that was what we did and so i have uh i have a hinkali on my thigh wow like a friendship bond thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they're Georgia. all food based your tattoos exactly right? food good. based all on my right uh Smart. right yeah right leg yeah hinkali and a strawberry well let's just talk about this then so you said that half your family were tattooed because you were raised in a very orthodox jewish lifestyle in israel in a, in, a, in a town or a city called shadmot mahola Correct. So, right. Right. So I'm born in Israel. I'm born to uh, to an American mother and Algerian French father. Ah. Um, I was born in exactly in a small in a small village called Shadmot Mechola, like you just said. And I did grow up religiously or let, observant Jewish following the, the, the rules of uh, the Jewish religion, um, so to say, orthodox. I wouldn't say that it was like, you know, very, very like uh, religious, but it was definitely following a lifestyle with a lot of limitations. But your parents are Jewish. My parents are Jewish, exactly. And so the lifestyle I grew up in, um, in, in this, in the village in Shadmot Mechola, it was, it was also like the, the environment is a, is a religious Jewish lifestyle. However, 
my mom or like the, that side of the family, the American side is much more colorful. Yes, she also has, uh, she, my mom has two siblings. One is also religious, but the other one in Jersey is not religious at all, secular. So I was, from a young age, I was exposed to kind of like both lifestyles. And I think that also helped or or definitely influenced my the multi-layer, I think, character that that I believe I have. So on one hand is, yeah, religious. There's taboos. There's things that you shouldn't do, you shouldn't eat, things that you have to do in a specific way. And then on the other hand, there is also a, a close a close part, which is like something familiar, family part that is uh, not doing that and not, that's not a life, not, that's not the lifestyle. And so visiting that family side very often, let's say every year, uh, very much influenced me also at an early age, kind of like, yeah, that's more or less what I think I would like to have my life, to live my life like. So um, I did grow up religiously, orthodox, following kosher rules or, or, or many other things. Um, yeah, but it was also at some point, I remember it was kind of clear to me that once I have, you know, the maturity and the freedom to do otherwise, mm. I'll definitely give it a try. And so here I am. But but maybe I think it's a good, um, it is like, it is an important, I would say, component of of me or I like to pay respect to that lifestyle in my work and in a way also like in the way in the way I look um, it, that kind of like hints towards such a lifestyle I have um, I have in, in Yiddish you call the that kind of like that hairstyle you call it payas and it's uh, essentially it's it's side locks that are just like dangling down my hair near my ears. In German, you call them Schleffenlocken, and in Hebrew, you call them Peot. Peot and Peyes in Yiddish relatively uh, similar. Mm. And so that that hairstyle. Um, also, often people ask me why are Orthodox why are male Orthodox Jews have that very iconic um, hair? Like mm. why what what what's behind it? What is the rule? I have to say that it's also I, I'm not sure that I un, actually understood ever ever understood like what is behind it. But I know that I, I remember that I was fascinated by it, not because it's a some not because it's associated associated with religion, but just because it looks cute. I mean, mm. I I like it, and so I think you've been quoted as saying they're cute and easy to groom. Definitely, yeah, they're easy to groom. They're cute. They can be less practical when you do specific things, but you know, I can just tie them up, and, which I do. Yes, yeah. when you're having sex. Yeah, like when, yeah, exactly. Like having sex with them, it's not so practical, especially <laughs> if you're like in a specific position. However, some like it. Some people like it. And cur but, currently, the, the, your, your, your hair is platinum blonde as well. It's like right. really, really bright. Yeah, I bleached. I went to Mexico City uh, for, Christmas, for Christmas and New Year's Eve, and right before I was like, I'm going to go blonde for the... I don't know. Twenty. But if time. if you were still orthodox, yeah. would you be able to dye your hair like that? No. Absolutely not. No. Okay. Interesting. Also, like being uh, homosexual mm. and orthodox is like you know, like like you 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 can find that, mm. but it's I, th I believe it's relatively rare. But also, you know, like talking about Judaism, it's um, it's a very very wide spectrum of how 
individuals go along that religion. You have you have British Jews, you have American Jews, you have German Jews, and you know, all in all, things also vary. Yes, um, of course, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, but um, they're very unique to you. And uh, so, as a non-observant Jew with Paos, exactly. So when you meet Orthodox Jews who have payos, what, what is the sort of reaction that you receive if you're there with your platinum blonde payos and you're, you know, walking around not observing the, the orthodox it's kind lifestyle? Of like, it's, almost, it's almost like punk yeah. right now. Yeah, what it's happens? Like, who are you? What are you? What the heck is going on with you? Funny. So those who would approach me, like, I believe that many, or also like, you know, I, res- I, I don't want to like... Um, provoke and I'm, I'm re- I really don't wish to do so. And so no. I believe that many Orthodox men that do notice that and see that, I think most of them uh, would maybe think for themselves, who is this guy? What is going on? But mm. less like approach me. But mm. once someone approaches, it's, it's usually someone, well, that's based on my experience. It's usually someone who are who is similarly to me was orthodox mm. but not anymore oh, and so okay. very often i would be like it just happened i was on a i was on a beach in mexico and we were it was like a new year's gay party <laughs> in mexico on a beach and this guy comes up to me and straight up talks yiddish to me and yiddish is a language that not only but orthodox jews do keep that language alive orthodox jews use Yiddish. And so if like someone sees me having them, he was, yeah, he, he, he assumed I know Yiddish because I have the payas. And so he was asking me in Yiddish. And it's also funny because I know German. I speak German because I, yeah, yeah. I studied in German. I live in Berlin. And so German and Yiddish are fairly similar. In a way, Yiddish, it's so similar to German written in Hebrew alphabet. Hebrew is my yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a language I speak very well, and so by learning German, I all of a sudden had Hebrew was your first language. Yeah, wasn't it? exactly. Yeah, and then learning German, I I was all of a sudden capable of um, understanding Yiddish, and so this oh. guy comes up to me, and he talks Yiddish to me, and he's asking me, "Where did you live? Where are you from?" Like, oh my God, we're like I was also religious, da 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 da, and it's uh, it's always kind of like to me uh, not overwhelming, but. Hey, yeah, I am an individual. Like my name is Navot. I yeah, I used to be religious, not anymore. That's more or less it. But those who want to understand, or like those who see, and they're like, "Wow, who is this guy?" They will like the experience so far is that some people approach and kind of like in a in a in a pretty confident way, just approach it like, oh my God, you are religious. You used to be religious. We can bond on that. Right, right. And so, mm. and often it's also like, yeah, but also we don't have to bond. You know what I mean? Mm. Especially if it's in a, like, a, in, in the context of being in a public space. and mm. Yeah, like it's not, it's not a given. Yeah. No, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like predictable. Yeah. Um, and and w- what about being an artist? So where did your kind of interest in and kind of passion for art, right. was that something that happened in childhood? Like, um, and what, what was there a relationship to art and, and being an Orthodox Jew and, and being part of that, that community? Right. Um, no. 
art did not appear well i don't know i mean when i was a child i drew what i like to do as a child i would take a, a blank a4 page put it on a on a on a poster on, on on a newspaper or something that i liked and i would copy it i did it a million times I had like, like tracing yeah, yeah, yeah literally yeah. this i was kind of like you know cheating it's like what are you doing it's like not really interesting you're just like you know copying whatever you see i have like sketchbooks full of that wow. that yeah that was that but, but what was it you drawn to the images okay yeah um a lot of the pixar dreamworks like of cartoons I, yeah like ice age shrek uh madagascar all these films like their posters were really incredible incredible design with font with 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 like yeah animals and so i would copy them i remember like uh one yeah i mean Pokemon and all these, yeah, all these like, yeah. How old are you? You was born in 91. So I'm you're, 91, I'm 30, yeah. You've just turned 30. Yeah, uh, well, March. Okay, well, so I, you're going to be 31 I'll be, I'll be 31 very okay. soon, yeah. <laughs> Is it old, young? I don't know. I feel... I, uh, I think mature. you're young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. 10 years older. We're in our 40s. I'm 81, so I'm 10, <laughs> I was born 10 And I'm 1980. Ago. I'm the oldest in the you room. Guys look, yeah. You guys look great. Thanks. So, <laughs> um... So, yeah, so I was doing that. Well, yeah. So, you know, uh, just like to, to answer this shortly, I, well, in Israel, I, around, yeah, when I was 18, 19, I, I flew to Berlin to visit uh, a friend. And that was my first time in Berlin. And there was something, well, I know what happened. I went to Bergein. I don't know if you know that. Which is a nightclub, yeah. yeah. which we, we've all been to, and, and you, you have to like I queue have, outside. I got turned away. And then away. sometimes you get turned really? away. And when I went with Russell, we got Next turned away. Next time you away. guys are in Berlin, let me know. It's, it it's shouldn't be an issue. hilarious, though, because like I've actually been a few times. And then when I go with Russell and also my other friends, Look, we all got turned away because they thought we were tourists. Okay. Yeah, I got turned Hit away. me up. My boyfriend's <laughs> got in without me before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I went to Berghain when I was uh, in Berlin for the first time. And I had a quite eye-opening experience with another guy. And I remember I, I, I went back to Shadmot Mechola and my parents were like, what is going on? Like, what? I mean, how? My parents are also like, I have to say, just a disclaimer. They're lovely. They're great. They're, they support. They're amazing people. Cool people. They're fucking awesome. But they were also like, what is going on? And I was like, I, yeah, I had this experience in, in Berlin and I, I'm kind of like still reflecting on it. I came back to Berlin a couple months later. And this is when I was visiting my friends and they were like, why don't you just move here and try to uh, like at the time I was very, very much interested in architecture. I'm not sure if it's visible in my work, but at the time I was very much like I would kind of like to at least try and get into architecture school, like our arch architecture program in the Art Academy in Berlin. And so that kind of like formed into I'm going to move to Berlin, uh, learn German, apply uh, applying to architecture program and hopefully get in because of a sexual encounter in the well, Bergheim. I mean, <laughs> maybe it was um, that sexual encounter. <laughs> was that your first with a man? Oh uh, no! no okay, right. <laughs> but but it was definitely like wow! It was uh, incredible. It was really incredible. I met uh, I met I was basically in the closet. You know, and I was there. But you were on military service because people in Israel have to do two years compulsory military service. We talked to another artist a while back called Daron Langberg, and he had to do the same. Correct. So when I said when I was 19, uh, when I said when I was 19, it was during military. I went to Berlin because 
in the specific position I was in in military, I had I did four months of service and then I had one week off in Israel. So during that week, you could also travel. So that's what I did. I went to Berlin and I went with a friend of mine, a female friend of mine. She she did, did not know that I'm gay. I also I was not I was in the closet. And so in Berrigan on the dance floor, I met this person and he just took my hand. And I mean, you know, we were dancing together and it was beautiful. He was shirtless had a huge wings tattoo covering his entire back. And he took me with him to the bathroom. And whatever happened there, I mean, I'm not going to go into detail. Yeah, it was <laughs> you not, can. Uh, You're very welcome to. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. You, you can do whatever you want. One, you haven't got well, it. I can, but no, whatever. It was a, it was a meaningful encounter. You had a nice cuddle. You had a nice it cuddle. was an awakening, maybe. Awakening, eye-opening. Very also like, it was um it was beautiful it was beautiful really to the point that i was you know so reflecting on like wait a minute like this not not this is where i want to be in a in a toilet stall like it's like <laughs> wait a minute like what was that so that formed into i'm going to move to berlin study architecture that all happened in 2013 i moved to berlin went into german German class, German school. That was more or less my first year. German class in Berghain, more or less. Amazing. That's your education. <laughs> yeah. And also I worked, I had to like, yeah, I had to finance myself. So I was working in like really funny works like booking.com, uh, call center, you know, stuff mm. like that. Mm. I applied for architecture 2014, didn't get in. Then I was quite stubborn. I am quite stubborn as a person. And I was very stubborn at the time that the one and only architecture program that I want to do is the architecture program in the University of the Arts in Berlin. Nowhere else, not in Hamburg, not in Frankfurt, not in Bauhaus, which is like much, much. It's for others, like who wants to study architecture in the University of the Arts in Berlin? Go to, no, I was like, I am in Berlin. I want to stay here. So I was applying. I didn't get in. Then you need to wait another year. And I applied for the second time. Didn't get in. Oh my God. By the third time. This is three years later. This is now three years later. Yeah. That's 2016. Yeah. 2016. I was working on my, because it's a, because it's university of the arts, you need to show your, you need to submit your portfolio. And I was working on a portfolio and I was very, very, I was lucky and thankful. Like I, it was, I am so thankful and grateful for these two mentors that I got in touch with that they were very much mentoring me or my 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 portfolio and that was more or less the very beginning of my art practice i was working on a portfolio for architecture mm. that portfolio was very sketchy very symmetry very architecture space and so by the third attempt to architecture michael one of the two mentors it's a couple katrin and michael they're lovely michael was telling me look i know your work i know your i know your portfolio i know it's your third attempt you might as well have a plan B this time. Apply for fine arts. You might get this and, you know, just be a student, you know? Wow. And voila. I mean, well, I didn't get, oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't get the, the third time I got like a nope in architecture. And um, then I uh, I was enrolled in uh, Weissensee Kunsthochschule in Berlin Weissensee. That was, um, yeah, early 2017. And that was kind of like the... Working on the portfolio for architecture, eventually the portfolio for fine arts, was the kind of beginning of my art practice. Um, 
that was, you know, pre- as I said, it was pretty architecture based or, or, or thought like, it, yeah, I was like, okay, this is for architecture. I, it was also like what I was interested in. Um, but I think, well, maybe that's the reason why I didn't get into architecture. My portfolio also included a lot of, um, pornography, well, not pornography, but it was very much like sex between men. It was like sex with payas. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Men with payas having sex mm-hmm. in a synagogue and stuff like that. So my portfolio, I could also understand. Is that quite that. controversial though? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. And so that, you know, and, and Katrin and Michelle had that, that capacity to see it and be like, well, I mean, may, well, I mean, maybe it's actually, it's a good fit for fine arts. Mm. Yeah. And that was kind of like the foundation, I would say for, yeah, for, then I went to fine art, yeah, and 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 in the first year of fine art program, I don't know when I like revisit this in retrospect, I feel like it's kind it kind of went fast from sketches from like from pencil and graphite, I was very fast to go to colors. Mm. The first colors, like the first medium I was using, I ended up using that medium for a long time. It was very simple crayons, pastel. In fact, the the work that you saw in beers, mm. it's water-based pastel on paper. The very simple, well, it's the, the it's a good brand. It's a Swiss brand. I think Carandash, you pronounce it like that. Carandash. Yeah, Carandash. Yeah. So yeah, fine. The, the brand is good, but you know, when you look at it, it's it's a simple medium. Mm. It's dry pastels on paper. And so in 2017, I started with that. The first uh, colors I I started were. That was neon, like neon pastels, and what I was the the subject matter was kind of kind of you know continuing in this in this direction of male figures with payas, columns, uh, interiors, uh, buildings that I liked, um, uh, splitting the page just like blocking it with block colors. Uh, and then there's an art set as architecture still, you know, this kind of clean lines, this sense of perspective that runs through your practice, which is very architectural, but yet you're combining it with the figure. I think what happened was, I mean, architecture, absolutely. It's like I, I pay attention to this. It, um, it is pleasant for me like to, to, to enter a place or to just be somewhere and to kind of like see it the way I see it and then to be able to say maybe I want to work with that it can be anything it can be a tree it can be a house it can be a road a lamp post electricity post um yeah but what happened was and I think that was a a turning I don't think I don't want to say a turning point but it definitely affected my practice I met someone I met a guy and I really really fell in love with him like I, maybe for the first time in my life, I was like, whoa, I can see my, I, like, I'm also quite um, conservative in my head. I'm like, I want a husband, kids, <laughs> house, blah, 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 you know, and I, and I met this guy and I was like, wow. German guy? No, not German. <laughs> um, no, he's, he's not German. We're not, we're not, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to know where he's from. Okay. No, yeah, no, he's Canadian. Okay. We're not together anymore. Right. Yeah. But uh, his, his introduction to my life was influential in my work because I because he became my muse in my work. I would we will spend time together 
it's not that I, it wasn't like forced. We just organically spent time together and organically I documented. Well, I like to take pictures. I like to take videos. We can talk about this a little bit more. But, you know, from I, I usually I mostly work from photography. And so I was documenting and I, and I had a lot of material to work with. And that kind of like sent me to my studio very often. And because it's a, you know, a nature of a relationship or any engagement with another person, you're mad, you're sad, you love, you laugh. And these, I noticed that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when I, when I was disappointed, when I was hurt, when I was hurt, that was, or that is when I am the most productive. Mm. Well, you've been quoted as saying you was and am inspired by sadness. Yeah, pretty much. There was there. Yeah, there was a uh, yeah, there was a sentence that I said or that I wrote that, you know, um, break my heart. Right. You will not only appear in my work, you will most likely become a series. <laughs> yeah. So it was, yeah, it's not it's not that I am, you know, enjoying pain, but I'm sometimes I, I embrace it. I'm, I'm kind of like, wait a minute. You know, I'm I'm disappointed by this person, or I, but what does um, it give you then creatively? How, how are I you... think it's my la- it's my it's my therapy, not therapy, but it's like okay, well, I'm I might as well draw, paint it, you know, make a video about it, mm. voice notes, just like brief videos of of moments. It's I'm kind of like working. Look, I work with what what I am and what I have. I I don't I don't I don't think. At least not for now. I don't. I don't look at my work as very conceptual. I don't. I don't think I have that capability of like I am going to plan how this color is going to be there. Blah blah blah. It's coming a little bit more like I want to say naturally, organically. How it kind how of it, reveals itself in the making. So by the end of when you finish the work, the idea or the, the thoughts behind it, it's almost like subconscious, some kind of. Um, yeah, yeah, that's like, it definitely, I know for a fact that when, you know, when I am sad or when I'm thinking about someone, it really, it, it, it sends me to the studio and I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to work with that. I'm going to vomit all of that, yeah, you know, yeah. into, and yeah, the medium now is uh, mostly canvas, but it can be a video on Instagram and it can be a piece of paper and it could be, I don't know, a text that I write to myself. You know, what And I mean? actually I found such a connection to the films that you're posting on Instagram. I watched many of them and, and there's a kind of thread between all of them in a way because they are quite, um, they're much more considered than a diary, but they, they do have a kind of um, documentary element to them. And there's a, like a melancholy within them and a kind of longing within them that I think is quite unique to a queer experience, a kind of even a gay experience that it really reminded me of my kind of teenage years and the sense that I felt incredibly like unattractive as a teenager and that you long and you kind of crush on people and then and then you have that kind of thing and it's almost like when they talk about like teenagers kind of um like in romantic comedies or something but there's always like a character that's a bit like the kind of geeky one who you know isn't the attractive one and then maybe they grow up later and become more attractive or something Mm. but there's that whole theme within it that kind of kicks me in the stomach a bit and also it makes me feel a bit like I'm older now and I'm not that person anymore and it's quite weird looking back and seeing your old self in your work or my, my old self like within your work is that kind of longing or like melancholy like something that you're aware of or I'm definitely aware of melancholy (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah longing you know I don't 
yeah, maybe I'm longing for 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 someone or when I'm also these videos, it's quite it's interesting to me because I don't look at these videos and I say this is my work. Mm-hmm. I look at these videos as something that I felt at some point like it kind of fits to this like to in to me, it fits to this like I wake up in the morning. I open my Instagram and there is this on my Instagram feed. I'm really having difficulties imagining this video working someplace else. Right, like right, right. in a gallery or name it, you know? I feel like these these videos were born because of that social network, because of that 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 space, you know, that virtual space. Um these but I've been doing them for a couple, maybe I started 2018 for a couple of years. And yeah. um, I think longing, they are they are a collection. These videos are, are collections of memories and moments that kind of, you know, all in all, they combine to to a point where also sometimes they don't they don't say anything. There is no script. It's a collection of like, I, I'm looking back at. I don't know, the past three months of people I engaged with, pe- places I've been in, you know, people. Uh, I just look at it and I try to compose something out of it. I think the more I do them, maybe this is where I'm at now, the more I kind of like, because I also at some point started working with voice notes and, you know, voice notes are also very personal. Like, totally, yeah. Yeah, and so voice notes also give kind of a script. I mean, there's a voice, there's someone sharing something, there's someone commanding, laughing, crying, you know? Um, so then then it really kind of like gets maybe, gets to people when they're like, wait a minute, what is this? Is this, a, there is, does it make sense? It doesn't make sense. What? And I think personally it's a, uh, Melancholy, yes. Not only, but yeah, it could also be something happy. It's just I was like, going to say, there's also a joyous element right, within it. Totally yeah. joyous. And also like a lust for life and like yeah. a youth, yeah, a yeah, youth yeah. within yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And, there's a lot of like... But the thing I think is really interesting about them is that the older ones, like you say, it could almost be like mood boards or something or like, or like reflections on... Music the itinerant like. life you've had or something yeah. yeah almost like reminding yourself of those little special moments 100%. but i feel like you've developed it so well that they're becoming like these really powerful artworks in their own right even if it is through instagram on the phone mm. it's still valid as an artwork because i find some of them so touching as well like when especially when you're talking like the most recent ones you posted as well are like they're really brilliant like i, I think they're really brilliant so i don't know it's interesting thank you um i'm yeah i mean again i also, like that's that's a beautiful compliment. Thank you. Uh, I'm making them is yeah, it's quite personal. But in a way, I mean, what is personal? Like I, I at the end of the day, I, at the end of the day, I, I choose to share them. So it's like, am I seeking for attention? What 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 am I doing? But I think that there is something, yeah, personal about them, and whether I want it or I don't want it, maybe they are kind of like a so like they're a part of my practice, you know? Mm. Maybe it's like you said, you said a mood board, a journal, a, a or, or they create an atmosphere maybe around yeah. which then yeah. when you look at the work, you're yeah. kind of I can have an experience. Yeah, more. they're they're very inspired by movie trailers. Sometimes, oh, right. yeah. sometimes trailers are much more interesting to than the than film. Actual <laughs> film. I mean, it's also like it, trailers are done sometimes. Like it's, I mean, 
It's incredible. Trailers are so beautiful. Teasers, trailers, you know. It's, There's it's, a whole department aside from the production involved in the movie or the absolutely. TV show. There's a whole company that's just employed to make trailers. Yeah, and actually, yeah. the directors don't often get involved either. No. They, they don't get, they have it in their contract. Really? Okay, I remember, a, yeah, there's someone we know who's an artist who made a film and she said that she had no control over the trailers. And it's trailer. such a weird thing because you spend all yeah. this energy making the film and, that trailer and then suddenly kind of the trailer can, yeah. 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 And also, it's the, but that's interesting because I think this is something else I wanted to talk to you about later once we continue but like yeah. this idea of seduction and kind of um, things being appealing yeah. and a kind of like perfection or something that, that's really alluring um, within visual language but I feel like the films have that a bit and ab advertising trailers have that too because they seduce you into wanting to see the film the absolutely it, yeah. or an advertisement yeah just to I don't know purchase something absolutely yeah I'm aware of that and it's mm. definitely yeah influencing me I think yours are very poetic, though. That's what I like about them, especially with spoken word. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. But to go back to the painting, you, to have like melancholy and sadness as an inspiration and you're going into the work and it makes you kind of activated into creating stuff, the colours you go for are so flamboyant. So for someone that is feeling sad when going into this painting and drawing, for someone that's feeling melancholic going into this painting and drawing, these colours are so vibrant and alive so how, how, what is that kind of journey from, you know, that emotion you would not associate with the color palette that you're choosing? I think in one word, it will be contrast right. or contrast in order to or seeking harmony. You know, harmony has contrast in it, but harmony makes it like pleasant. And so I'm working with a sad memory of a funeral or I'm working with a sad moment of um, a breakup. And there is something a little bit boring for me to just present it as it was, as a memory, you know. And the colors, it's not just, it's not a technique of like, hey, 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 I'm going to now use pink instead of, I don't know, you know, it's black. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or it's also, you know, it comes fairly organically. What <laughs> that was, was that? the clock. I love that. <laughs> oh my God, that. Yeah, every hour. Every hour. Yeah, every is it an hour? hour? Throughout the night. Bird. Different bird. <sighs> <laughs> we got the owl I think yeah. I love yeah. owls yeah is that happen every hour while you sleep every hour but every hour different I think it's a different bird I need to I, I need would, to, I would actually I need to recheck right I don't know if they've even picked that up on the microphone but we heard a, a, like a bird was in the room on your shoulder <laughs> both of you yeah you were like what the heck <laughs> the hell is that okay um, this is like, your friend's oh house obviously as well. this is in like your place yeah. flying in from the I know heat. I was like we've got an owl in the bloody kitchen <laughs> Um, yeah. Yes, so, you're not trying to say, you're not trying to do a, it's not a trick or anything. It's just no, you're, you, this, it's also, this version of reality now you're, you're presenting. It's, a, it's my filter. It's my, it's the way I see things. It's also the colors that I like as simple as it is. I don't know. I have a, I have a color board. I have like a color. I have like colors that I like more. I have colors that I like less. It changes also. Yesterday I liked pink. Today I like blue. Tomorrow I would really like all the different tones of yellow. Uh, yes, it kind of follows this, you know, uh, uh, palette. Yeah, palette of let's call it, you know, I'll take like, yeah, yellow, pink, blue, green. And uh, I like to, I enjoy, I enjoy working with these colors and to also combine them, you know, look, these colors might be positive or might kind of like speak positivity in the way that I compose them mm. but if you sometimes if you look at 
like you said, or like I said, you know, you look into the subject matter and it's like, wait a minute, what, what am I saying here? It's like, it's actually not as positive as it is. And I think it, it adds a little bit of complexity to the work, which kind of like, you know, complexity is good. Multi having a multi-layered approach, multi-layered character, multi-layered uh, read. Uh, yeah. is yeah. generally I, I'm, I'm, I echo that. I'm, I'm, um, you know pluralism mm. but also I'm you into... are you are deliberately unrealistic with the flesh tones you know your characters have green flesh bright yellow flesh and right. that, that gives you something else for well what does that give you yeah i think it won't be as interesting to me to to remake or recreate a moment that i saw a, a person that I engaged with, it's just less interesting to me. And so uh, it's some, like early, I think, like skin tones were like for me, boring, a little bit boring. And so I was like, wait a minute, let's do pink or, or blue. Um, and so there is something quite... Uh, it breaks the rules in some ways. And I guess it relates to the Pixar kind of inspiration you had or these animals. That with these... goes, I think that goes exactly more towards like my childhood. Exactly. Like the colors I was, I was kind of like uh, attracted to. Yeah. And, and yeah. And I think, look, it's also like now it's, um, now it's a painting, but I, I see things and I'm like, wow, I wish it was pink. An example. Yeah. A bridge. Or, 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 uh, you know, when you, when you're on the train and you have the electricity, like the electric uh, pylons. pylons, yeah, like when the train goes, I wish all of that was every, every post would be yellow, blue, pink, you know, or like a bridge or like uh, any, I don't know, t a tractor <laughs> instead of green, pink, which kind of like, so oh. in your work, you're getting to have the world that you, you want to exist. Correct. <laughs> you know what else, though? The tracing idea when you're a kid, the way you use color is in such blocks that it's almost like, I wonder if that subconsciously is some kind of like imprint on your DNA of the way that you make your work. Yeah. Because it's, it's almost like... Within the lines. It's almost yeah. like cutting out shapes and then putting them together. It's collage in some yeah, ways. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Absolutely collage. And it's also influenced by other painters. Right. Like the the... The forever source of inspiration and influence, yeah, for me would be it's like an encyclopedia. Would be David Hockney. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe I see that a lot. Maybe yeah. specifically his his. I feel like it's a little bit boring to say David Hockney. I'm inspired. Like everyone is fucking inspired by David Hockney, but fine. I mean, I very much like his like end of sixties, seventies homoerotic pool blah mm. blah blah but then also the iPad drawings. Now they have I, this that, iPad feel exactly, and and and. And the color, the color palette there, there is something just very alive and very evocative and it's joyful and I enjoy it. I, I can't. It makes I me think, think a bit of Michael Craig Martin as well. Because like, yeah. the way that Michael puts colors together that vibrate, there's definitely a vibration happening yeah. in the way that you put colors yeah. together. They but also the way you pose atmosphere. people as well. There's like a Surat or a Manet sort of That's or, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Caravaggio for the drama. Uh, oh, you like Caravaggio, don't you? Right, yes. I heard yeah. that, which I loved. Yeah. I, I love a bit of Caravaggio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really am. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm, I'm learning from Caravaggio. I, or I learned that really like sense of drama or interest in the work in in a scene 
uh, eating eating around a table, playing cards, and there's multiple characters. It's it's definitely something that I'm interested in, like uh, uh, multiple people in one painting or in one. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Theme. It's definitely, uh, I was definitely, like, I was keen to see Caravaggio's work. I went to Rome to see, I went to Rome just to see, I mean, mostly to see Caravaggio's paintings. Mm. Um, or not even, not even that sense of, of a lot of, of like, yeah, m- multiple people. Um, I think in Villa Borghese, uh, in Rome, there is the piece, um, a boy with a basket of fruits. It's mm-hmm. just a one mm-hmm. one figure and fruits. It's kind of like still life and a and youth, and that is to me also very powerful. Um, I saw an amazing show in Rome um, where they brought loads of paintings from all over the world, or made. I'm sure loads are in where? Italy actually. Um, I can't remember where it was, but it was a big show. Maybe like ten years ago. Ah. 11 Maybe years ago. Borg- okay, well, yeah. it, might, it might be the same place, yeah. yeah. But they had a huge a- exhibition of loads of the work, yeah. and you got to walk through, and it was all lit quite dramatically as uh-huh. well. But there was definitely an intensity. It's almost like a bit like turning up the volume on kind of drama <laughs> and uh, light and um, kind of intense human, um, the kind of things people yeah. do to each other as well. But travel plays a huge influence in your work as well, then, because a lot of these interactions, these experiences you're having, like, you know, with love, with visiting family they they come into your work 100% i i started to say that travel is a part of my practice mm. literally it's like it's like research but it's so also how did covid affect that then i mean that must have been really that must have cut off like one of your limbs right i think covid kind of sent me into this like i mean specifically about first lockdown in berlin i was i was i think lucky to have enough material or like enough enough of inspiration to produce and to create and that was on that front okay but yeah i think we're still in in covid of you can't travel but it's a little bit of a headache it's like all these you know forms and tests that you need to do um but i still do it um it's important for me i think recently i was sharing on instagram a piece that i made uh, a remake it's called boy on balcony and that 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 Boy on Balcony, that that piece also happened, uh, or like that memory happened when I traveled. Okay, it, it, it happened uh, when I traveled before COVID, but that piece very much reminded me why it's uh, beneficial for me to engage with strangers. And I enjoy it. I, I really am enjoying it. I, I also like, you know, like, 
just like different settings, different environments, different languages. I was in Mexico, yeah. I was in Mexico for three weeks, and it was just like I'm full of 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 yeah documentation of people that I met, places that I've I spent time in, and it's I think for me it's great. I'm I'm ready to. I'm excited to to show it. I'm excited mm. to to paint it. Mm-mm. I think you can really feel the stimulation and the kind of invigorating energy that, either, especially in those films, that you can see your your kind of joy of that. Like I was going to introduce the episode as like I was feeling itinerant, but I thought it was too like <laughs> sort of too intellectual a word. I know it's not, but it's like it just means you're like in one place, another place, all the time. Yeah, like oh, constantly, uh... constantly in like different places because you give across that that kind of energy. But one of the things I really wanted to ask you about was this idea of beauty and I was saying to Russell the other day like when I look at a lot of the films you make or even the paintings the bodies are often quite idealized and quite like muscular quite like you know lean kind of um healthy a kind of athleticism to it and it got me thinking a lot about I've been watching um a tv show called The Fall um with Gillian Anderson and Jamie Dornan and it's got a lot of like kind of misogyny and like violence against women in it. But I started to realize it's so seductive as a show and it's very intelligently written. But the idea that like Gillian Anderson is so beautiful and Jamie Dornan is so elevatedly beautiful. And it got me thinking about Hollywood and all of these things, like just culture, society, the way that we all want, like it's almost like the audience demands some kind of perfection so that we can all escape. And do you think that's true with like figuration and art as well? Like, is there something for you that a bit like with architecture as well? Because there's aspirations in architecture to make a more beautiful world or a more functional world or, or something. But there's a kind of an elevated human form in your work that kind of half disturbs me and half like I long for. Do you know what I mean? It's like, because I don't have that body. Like as a gay guy, like I have like rolls of fat. Like I feel quite uncomfortable sometimes. No, uh, do you know what I mean? Though it's like it's just You're beautiful. It's just You're I, great. I, I know that, but it's more like I know, I know. But it's more, it's more like I find it interesting that within art, we always do have these kind of like idealized bodies. I'm not sure we always have the ideal body. I'm sure I've also seen like paintings, or not only paintings, like other uh, art mediums that also show different, or like uh, a wider variety of, of yeah. bodies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't mean always, thing. obviously. Yeah. But I mean, but, but, but no, I have to say. Or, may, or maybe I'm talking about queer art, actually. Like, wow. Yeah. I, I don't know. Weird. Perhaps it's I mean, that. If it's, yeah. If, maybe that's more specific. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I'll be honest. I, it's, not like, it's not like putting me on, a, on the spot, but when you compose this question, it's like, it really makes me think of it because I didn't think of this before. So I'm not, it wasn't like, it's not that I'm like, I'm, I'm like, thinking of my work as being that mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. way or another but it, it it's going to be a relatively simple answer i'm just going to refer back to what i engage with or what i so far engaged with yeah it i also and now when you said the, the bodies are like sexy and i'm like wait what are they cuz i i know the people <laughs> it's like they were no, no, not but maybe but, but maybe when it gets translated into a painting wow, maybe, maybe they become maybe sort of more, subconsciously i'm like oh let's uh make them but i don't think so i don't i don't i don't think i'm like trying to seduce or to remake a body in in such way that will be more attractive Mm. um it's funny because a female friend of mine told me a year ago you don't paint females you don't paint women you don't paint you don't paint girls i was like 
I don't think that's true. I wasn't also like, that's not true. I was like, I also took it in. I was like, wait, I mean, if she says that, it's... it's, it's but you weren't deliberately excluding females. You, you were just, no, you were just painting your, also, your lived true. experience. Sorry, it was yeah. not true. Like she said it last yeah, yeah. year, that was 2021. And <laughs> you can look at my work from 2017, 18, 19. There are females. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, there's not maybe as much as male figures, but excuse me, I mean, sorry. It's not like... Yeah, but you're okay. Um, so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not, but, yeah. But no, it was also like... And also your muse was your boyfriend. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah hello. I have to say that you know, like, first of all, you, you could always learn in your life. You always learn from, you can learn from everybody if you're, you know, if you have your feet on the ground and you're, you're, you're an honest and decent person, you learn. And, 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 you know, also like that question, your comment or your question, it's, it's, it makes me also like, you know, reanalyze or think about my work yeah and it isn't a judgment it was it was more it was more a discussion of like i'm fascinated by human psychology (laughs) and the way that we do all it's it's almost like exotic birds or something the way that we go to a i don't know like a uh, like a safari or something and the way that we love the kind of beautiful animals and like right. people love fur and like there's this kind of like it, it's a it's a it's a human psychology thing it's not even just specific to you but i've just been thinking about it for the first time recently i don't know why but yeah i've been thinking about it more yeah but I think specifically for the bodies or the way I I paint them, um, I think that there isn't something other than what I engaged with, you know. In, yeah, it's in like your work. lived experience. Yeah, yeah. Or, or other than what I, yeah, felt like uh, just like s- strong enough to 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 be able to decide. Okay, this is now going to be a painting. Mm. Um, but as I said, variety is, is important to me, and you know, like to have a you know, to have this and that. I I'm pro that. Like, I'm for that. So uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. What we're seeing in your images as well, though, is kind of a celebration of the banal of the everyday. The, you merge memories and experiences. So you might have a different location as the environment that your characters are in, but it'd be from two different events but also we're seeing something which is the in-between movements the overlooks the peripheral when people are simply existing together we're not seeing like the moment someone proposes the moment someone is in a a moment of orgasm we're seeing very calm observations almost voyeuristic yeah uh yeah Uh, maybe maybe it's i think yeah i agree it's like that um so my work is based on almost like 100% based on photography, based on photos or videos that I took. And when I started documenting or f- photographing, I also noticed that, you know, you have a, when there's, the, when there's a camera in a room, when you ask someone, wait, I want to take a picture, there is something, or right in this moment, something is like lost because it's becoming less authentic. It's posed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's directed. And this is, that was also the moment where I was like, I am less interested in that. I'm less interested in like pose for me, stand here, uh, you know, and I am more into authenticity. Like uh, where, like you said, like voyeurism, like you, you, you pass somewhere and you have this like, you see something and you're like, what is this? And, you know, it, it creates curiosity. And I'm interested in that moment. And just because it's more interesting to me than, I don't know, uh, uh, 
you know, a post picture of look at me, I am here next to the Grand Canyon smile. You know, it's it's <laughs> just like a little bit more interesting to me. That's all. And and then that was also a challenge to it was also a little bit annoying for for my friends or whoever I was hanging out with. They were like, give me a break. Like, no, don't I don't fucking want you to take a picture of me right now. You know, it was but fine. Um but I think like in that banal, in that genuine i would say yeah you know there is um i believe it's more interesting yeah to me at least as navot as an individual it's just more interest authenticity like more like realism be you don't don't give me a spiel don't give me don't i don't i also in life it's like i don't like you know let's no let's but just like honesty and directness it's challenging to be honest and to be direct mm -hmm. and to mm -hmm. be you know um to manage all that it is challenging at times especially if there's like a heavy topic in the in the air but i am just more i think it reflects on what i'm interested in mm -hmm. you know even if it's a you know but banal moment but it's also a good question because um gradually i am feeling that i'm interested more and more in still life oh which is i think like i believe like it's less figurative in a sense of a a person a couple people and it's more like you know still life but and it's funny right before you guys came i had a, a long discussion with a friend of mine about still life and you know what am i what am i doing that am i interested in that i'm not and so I think in still life, there is also something just like in these moments of in between, there's something boring. It's also like flowers on the table, a banana, uh, you know, and I think this is um, also where I'm at right now, like finding there, despite this being boring, so to say, finding interest and so i think in still life maybe this is where the queer hashtag is joining as a filter i'm interested i think in in still life of like bathroom medicine i don't know uh packages of medicines just like like i'm also i was just reading the butt book about uh, wolfgang well i'm also just reading about wolfgang tillmans recently so oh you should listen to his talk art yeah, he spoke about that on our on our episode. It was it's really touching episode. about his medication I mean, and photograph. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 About the 2015 in New York, uh, the 17 year supply. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just reading about we'll this. Talk about that, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, and I think this is part of the not research, but this is where I'm at, where I'm like, yes, it's not so interesting to me still life as as Navot, but there is I'm I'm bit by bit finding more, I don't know. A, a, a toothbrush next to a, a mm. next to a, a pack of prep. It's quite Felix Gonzalez Torres. That's still life where you're seeing what you're seeing the remnants of humanity without the human being there. Exactly. So then it's a portrait, but exactly. without and a face. And it's personal, you yeah. know. It's a little bit more personal than flowers because Which again, this is lived authentic experience of what it is. Exactly, but and it's universal as well. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, it. I think yeah. Recently, uh, well, a couple of days ago, uh, there was a. I um, I was honored to have a solo show in Berlin in a gallery called Vanzi Contemporary, and that show was curated by the director of the gallery, uh, Avi Feldman. And when he came to the studio to, for the first time, to look at my work, to meet me for the first time, I shared with him some older work, and plans of what I want to do like now in the near future. That was like half a year ago, and that 
ended ended up in a in a in a show. The show opened uh, January twenty first. It was two days ago, um, and it ended up being. Well, the ty- the show is called a pink John Deere. John Deere is a tractor manufacturer that there. Uh, yeah, that that object, that vehicle, that tractor as an object is was highly dominated in my childhood. I in this little village Shadmot Mukhla where I lived, that lifestyle was very much working class, working in the field. Like it wasn't. It's not like working in the field. You know, you had a variety of 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 things. You were, it was a, an olive grove, uh, um, a dairy farm, a wheat field. But tractors were all over. And as a kid slash teenager, you also needed male teenager. You needed to perform. You need the first vehicle I've ever learned how to drive was a tractor when I was sixteen. Really? Yeah. yeah. And in this environment, if you're a little bit queer slash gay slash feminine, it's like. You are blah 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 blah, and it was very much. I'm from a family. I will say it again: very supportive, very cool, very funny, lovely people. Yet in this context, it's like I think they also didn't have the tools to understand. Wait a minute, this this son out of the four, maybe he doesn't want to drive a tractor, or it's not you know. But John Deere as a as an object was so 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 just like. constant in my life like we just had here in the clock with the with the bird every hour mm-hmm. the owl so we had a clock in the kitchen and instead of the instead of like one two three four five every hour was a different model a different year of John Deere and every oh, wow. hour it made a different sound of a different engine of John Deere anyway this, of a different tractor of John Deere because John Deere it's like it's it's an American tractor manufacturer very iconic their tractors are yeah, they're yeah. beautiful and they're green, green aren't they green yeah. and yellow and they have the deer you know and so I took that tractor well that that goes even like farther when in 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 I went to I went to high school in a kibbutz kibbutz <laughs> Oh my God, that's a that's a whole on that's a whole other trip. <laughs> But in that in that kibbutz, the the environment was also quite misogyn. Uh, yeah, it was just you know heteronormative, and as a young male, you needed to you know drive the good tractors, like uh, go know and how and to a, drive a, a car. kibbutz. For people listening, don't know is like a colony where people live and everyone does the work, like a cooperative environment. Exactly. Right. Similarly, yeah, exactly. So I went to school and to high school in a kibbutz, and there was a guy in that high school who really he was really like, um, you know, he was always kind of like annoying me very much by by pointing out the fact that I am more feminine. So he's a bully. Different. Absolutely, really used to bully. bully. He yeah. really used to bully. Oh, absolutely! I was bullied by multiple people, but fine, whatever. Uh, so once he said, "Look, Novo," because I was also kind of trying, trying to to play the game to be uh, successful in that context. So once he told me, "No matter how hard you're going to try, how good you will be able to drive a tractor, the tractor you will always drive will be pink." Because it, that was, in a way, you know, kids could be really mean. In a way, it was really like you're fucking gay. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter what you. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And in a way, it's kind of, he's like a genius, yeah. And so anyway, I mean, <laughs> don't, give, <laughs> don't give him that credit. He's no, I'm, genius, ju- I'm just saying, like, genius on the insult. Like, wow, you took that, John. Anyway, that. No, I know what you're saying. Though you're saying like, it's intelligent bullying, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had that too. Where they call it Oscar had, Wilde. Yeah, I had lots yeah. of weird things, but yeah. Um, so that pink John Deere was born right there. And so, God, yeah. 
if I was you, I would have felt like that was such a kind of ominous threat every time I heard that clock moving with the <laughs> mm. tractor. Yeah. Oh, it no, just brings back my own equivalent it, kind of fears from my teenage years. It's horrible, isn't it? When you have to conform to like some idea of masculinity and some idea of right. like... But you've just claimed society. that you've given yourself God. agency by now creating an artwork with a pink tractor. In Love it. that. Right, exactly. And I, I also like that that work. It It's... Uh, it, it's a personal work, and I also like, and it also kind of hints towards still lives. There's no figures in this work. It's just it's two tractors. But it's also autobiographical. Yeah, but it's so you. rich it's your kind with of your story. Oh, absolutely, Pink John Deere. Absolutely. Is that show still on in Berlin? Yes, it's still on in Berlin. It's on until March 26. Great. Yeah, and it's uh, it's really fun. There's drawings, there's paintings. And you made your first NFT. And I made my first NFT, but that's not for this show. No? no. You don't want to talk about making I mean, the NFT? No, no, we can talk about that NFT. Absolutely. Yeah. But that NFT has nothing to do with the show. That uh, okay, right. Yeah, that NFT, um, yeah, should we? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, the yeah. NFT. Because so, for, um, for our listeners, we have a lot of people, we, we, we're quite analog when it comes to art <laughs> and the nft conversation is kind well, of russell and i are our listeners are probably I mean. more open exactly <laughs> but we, we get asked about nfts a lot but really but okay. it's great because you are an analog artist but yes. yeah you've gone and made this nft which is an edition of three correct uh and what was that process like and did you have an understanding of it before you went into it what an nft was no I had no, well, I've heard of NFTs for a long time. And then I got the opportunity to create an NFT together with Eve Live Gallery. It's a gallery from London, which I'm, I'll have a physical show with in November later on this year. Oh, great. But for the time being, we have, um, we have an online, yeah, the gallery has an online showroom uh, on Artsy. And for that occasion, for that online showroom that launched um, sometime in December, uh, for that occasion, we made an NFT. The NFT is called Are You Okay? And okay, so just I was aware of NFT. I had no whatsoever idea how to make one. Mm. How do I sell it? How do I, what do I sell it? Do I want to sell it? But I was approached by this gallery in a very, very friendly way, in a very supportive way. Uh, really, they get that credit uh, for, for being so. Um, and eventually, we did a, we, well, I sketched. In an analog way, I was I, I sketched a scene or like a scene of of or, or or I was directing a video. That video is I think thirteen seconds, mm. and um, that NFT is in a way not so much different to my other work, my my paintings, my drawings. It's uh, it's basically a scene that can be a scene of after an intimate moment after something sad happened and it's it's set it's set in this in this environment that can be it can be beach lake mountains it can be well it is it is in, in a nature in a nature scenery and uh there's not there's not it's a little bit more abstract there's not you know there's not a lot in it um but that nft is definitely based on a memory and the memory, there's two people in it, isn't it? Yeah, there's there? two. There's two figures in it. Um, yeah, there's two figures, and it's based on um, and it's based on a memory. There's two figures. I don't want to say like one of them is me. It's it's also it's, it's not one of them is not. I mean, I'm not there, but I am definitely. I was in a in a in a in a, in, in a situation that. Um, well, yeah, I witnessed a, a beautiful uh, scene between two friends. Uh, that 
yeah, they had a pretty intense, uh, not fight, but a discussion about how they see themselves as a as one and as a couple. And I and I was and I witnessed that. And I also I did not document it. I did not document that. And that was also why I was like, okay, this can be the NFT because I can also recreate it. Mm. Um, one part of the NFT is also another kind of like hint towards that NFT made by Navot. And there is a there's a road sign that the road sign is also on 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 a on a mountain and it's written there, Shadmot Mechola, which reflects to uh, where I am from. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's the NFT. So it's an addition of three. The, it lives on the blockchain. Correct. Yeah. E and Eve Lieb Gallery have managed editions. that. So have, have three editions been sold? Or they're still available. They're still available. Okay, all well, our <laughs> listeners can listen to that. But what is what what, what does it feel like? And going back to the analog now, then, what does it feel like? Please, to, 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 <laughs> as fast as possible. <laughs> we're all we're all sweating a bit here. To to sell work, to have work placed. You're you're quite ambitious for your work to get out there. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So okay, um, I think. That I'm pretty much like nobody in terms of like I you know I'm I'm not I'm not known I'm not I'm not an established artist uh, I don't see myself as like you know and I'm and I'm excited about like I'm excited and I'm also diligent you know regarding showing my work and exposing my work and because I also in a way I I believe in it and so yeah I think I mean 2022 is relatively exciting there's a couple of things coming up in a couple of yeah it's london it's also in berlin um i have a solo show coming up in tel aviv also very oh, exciting wow. yeah first time that i'm showing there yeah um and so yeah i it's i'm 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 very i'm very touched when when my work is being seen by someone and i get a comment it doesn't have to be a, a, a positive comment you know it can be whatever it can be like also negative obviously it needs to be addressed in 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 a mannered way but i'm touched when people pay attention to this it's it's relatively exciting i experienced this all for the first time for the first time if i look back 2021 or let's say end of 2020 was when things started happening for me mm. uh so it's exciting and it's also yeah and it, it it motivates it motivates uh to know that you know people see the work and react to this in one way or another and um it also makes me want to continue to invest in what i can show what i can bring it right now it's painting it's 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 an nft it's a figure leaning on a on on a railing on a balcony, but it might as well be something else. I don't know. Painting a bridge. I mean, like literally, like a mural. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or 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 still life. I 
or yeah. an electricity pylon. Electric, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna fix. It could be that'd be such a great public installation <laughs> oh God, yeah. to like sort of have color along a route or something. That would be yeah. so amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyone listening who can make that happen? <laughs> we need flamboyant pylons up and down the country. We do. Never rock Miller style. <laughs> How often are you do. in the studio? Are you in the studio daily normally? Yes. And do you work when you're traveling, or now you see as a doc- documenting, like finding yeah. images? No, I work. My my physical studio is in Berlin, so I. I paint when I'm in Berlin, uh, but I am definitely, I don't want to say researching, but I'm collecting material uh, wherever wherever I go. There's a lot of that photography as well then, the kind of documentation side. Because, and how do you take the photos? Absolutely. I have my I have my phone, I have my, my iPhone, and I, yeah. I They're take, so good now, aren't they? The actual quality of them. Yeah, I take so pictures. I document quite constantly. Do you ever use like a film camera or like a... No. Um, it's mainly digital. Yeah. It's primarily I use my phone. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes maybe I'll have a disposable camera, but that's quite rare. No, maybe I I, I did it, but no, also like yeah, no, F- iPhone. Um, and we the word collage kind of popped out here because correctly because often in my work I would work with multiple pictures, multiple photographs, and paint them on one piece or like I would have a I would take the figure from this photograph and I would have the background from a different it's splicing yeah exactly. yeah and that is very much I don't know yeah a multi-layer or like a collage but yeah it's stuff. flat there's such a flatness to your work it's pretty flat do you do that by sight like you just hold an image and then create the background or do you actually do the collage do you actually get scissors out and like cut scissors out print? Like photoshop sorry but it's okay photoshop so, oh. so yeah Rarely I use Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. But when I when I approach a canvas and I'm like, wait a minute, I want I know I want this figure to be here, but the rest I don't want, or like it's not as interesting to me. Yeah. So then this is where I am like, what image could fit here? But more in terms of fitting, like what is kind of correct to this to this to this piece. Often I'm like, okay, I have well not often, but there's a couple of works that I I knew that I needed that I am painting the interiors or 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 the outdoor of some place and I want a figure to do a specific thing leaning sitting looking at you know and so I asked for sitters or like I asked for friends to come in or not to come to actually me just documenting their body not for the not for the sake of them as their personality being mm. my work, but more like the, the position. Yeah, exactly, yeah, the position. Interesting. Yeah, that also happened. Cool. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, you're the best. We ask <laughs> uh, every guest that comes on uh, a bunch of questions. Yeah. They've kind of stretched out. We normally ask two questions, but they've stretched out there, haven't they, Rob? Yeah. Well, you've you've added a few. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first question we ask every guest is: If you could do an art heist and take home any artwork in the world, and we can help you, we can bring helicopters, cranes, vans, anything you need, mm. or it could be as tiny as just putting it in your pocket. But what what artwork would you take home? A bigger splash. Uh, oh, really? By Hockney? Did, so you've someone... seen it in the flesh itself <clears throat> anywhere? Yeah, I mean, I've seen the work also. Like it's, uh... yeah. Have you stood in front of it in the flesh though? Yes. Where is it? Where did you see it? Tate. Oh right, yeah. And then I think it traveled. Uh, sorry, 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 sorry. Matt, Matt in in New York, mm-hmm. big uh, retrospective of Hockney. And then I think it traveled to Met Pompidou, but I did not see it in the Met. Uh, sorry. Uh, 
uh, Tate. I saw it at the Met in mm. New York. Then it traveled to Tate <laughs> and then to Pompidou. But um, I also took uh, a lot of videos of people or legs because I was like on the floor taking videos of viewers standing or walking past a bigger splash. Yeah, that was 2018, I think. Yeah. Why that one specifically out of all the Hockneys, if you were going to zone in on Hockney? I think there is a lot of interest in it. There's no, I mean, you know that someone jumped. And I don't know, I just, there is something very attractive to me in either knowing who who is this figure or, or, or seeing that figure, but also that moment of, it's not disappointment, but it's like, I wish it was something else. Yeah, it's there is something beautiful about this. Very, very pleasing, inspiring. I, I enjoy the colors. I, yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh, it's so similar to your work, though, because it's like that capturing of a specific moment. It's like noticing that moment that might yeah, otherwise get happened. overlooked. Yeah, exactly. When the moment, yeah. yeah, it's a very inspiring work. Yeah. I agree. But what, what, so you were doing films of, of people viewing it. Did you use that in your own work, like the legs or? Right. So um, these short videos on Instagram, they have a history. They started. <laughs> they started by um, when I March twentieth, which is when I was born. Uh, for my 24th, 25th, 26th, and 27th birthday. On that date, I published on my Vimeo page, <laughs> I published a video that is a recollection of my last 12 months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on March 20th, uh, 2014, I published a video. It's titled 24, which is celebrating my 24th uh, birthday. And this is a video. It's a collage of like this music. Now when I look back at them, it's like, whoa, that's pretty embarrassing, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, there, yeah, I, that that's what that's what I've done. And then as I was doing them, you know, I'm influenced by every year, every every moment, every day. I'm influenced by things, yeah, new things. And I was influenced by Omer Fast, for example, an artist who, uh, among other techniques worked or is working with film. And so I think for that film, that was my 28th birthday or 27th, yeah, 27th birthday. I knew that for that, for that specific video, I'm going to plan a little bit more what I'm putting into it. Uh, and that was the year I was, um, yeah, I mean, I was in New York because I was in New York. I'm in New York uh, often usually. So uh, I was, I, I also planned this specific visit around the show of Hockney in, in the Met. And when I was in it, it's again like, fine, I can take a picture of, I can take a selfie next to this painting or I can take a picture of that painting, but it's really not interesting to me. And I'm more like, wait a minute, what is happening here? And then I noticed that there's, I don't know, I was noticing that it's kind of, it's interesting to see the painting and then to see like parts of the body, like yeah. legs, knees, coats, dogs just crossing it so that's where it is i think it's on the 27th i mean my birthday it's on vimeo on that vimeo channel we've got to get over there <laughs> what is your favorite color Navot? my favorite color i think that my favorite color is pink but that's not to say that everything i wear everything i you know but pink has this softness to it and um it's quite yeah 
Yeah. But the is pink it... you're drawn to is, is a more kind of like blush pink rather than vivid pink. Yeah. Yeah. Less neony and more pastel-y. Right. You know? More fleshy. Yeah. Fleshy. Absolutely. Yeah. Fleshy in terms of, yeah. 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 Meat. Meat. <laughs> I wish we could go to Berlin and see the pink tractor. I really want to see that in real life. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're posting image of it. Go, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Um, what You're more the... than welcome. Please come. I mean, yeah. come to my studio. We love I've actually we've got antibodies. Had... We've both got antibodies at the we've moment. Had... I feel like we should just go. I've we've really had such Berlin. brilliant times um, in Berlin, me and really you, over the years. It. Yeah, like, let's really move on quickly. Fun. Please come to my studio. Um, <laughs> Um, what's the best advice you've ever been given as an um, artist? As an artist, like for your art, for my art, not to force. If I don't, not to force things. If I don't feel like going to the studio today. Do not go to the studio. Mm. If you don't want to paint this specific work, don't paint it. Otherwise, it, the result will be affected. You'll see it. And I learned, I learned by doing because uh, it's a little bit more personal, but commissioned works I engaged with recently, people that approached me saying, mm. I would like to commission you to paint this. And right there, when the freedom of the freedom of choosing what I want to paint is taken away from me. This is, it kills it. Really? Yeah. For me. Yeah. And so when, yeah. And, and, but, but wait a minute, because I'm also, I like to learn and I like to, you know, learn by doing, I was like, you know what? Let's try. And not only that I didn't enjoy the process of, of, of making something for someone, mm. the result was also just not good twice <laughs> and so you know not to force things well I, I commend your persistence anyway at least you tried again it's a bit like all your applications <laughs> when you're trying to get into the architecture college wow yeah um, i'm stubborn you are stubborn it's it's bad it's very bad it's not bad. It's maybe stubborn. sometimes it's good. Stubborn says Russell. slash ambitious says russell well <laughs> he's like being stubborn's not yeah. bad i just have chutzpah you know, chutzpah, that's the word that you told me, chutzpah, yeah. yes. Chutzpah, it's this urge to be like, to push, to test the waters, to, to push the boundaries, to be, but, you know, to seize the day as well. Exactly, but yeah. to also do it pleasantly, because if yes, you don't do it pleasantly, charm. if you don't do it with charm, then it's not chutzpah, it's you're a piece of shit, shit. you know? Yeah. I think I was, um, yeah, I think I was uh, sharing with you the story of, um, should I maybe share that story? Absolutely. Like, boarding a plane, yeah? Let's say, um, I buy a flight ticket and I need to pay extra for choosing a seat, which I don't want to do. I don't want to pay extra for choosing a seat. But if you watch the system, how it works, you kind of get a sense of what might be possible. And this is how it goes. I often, when I board a flight, I'm waiting at the gate to be, as, at least for what I see, to be the last person to board the flight at least from, from how it looks like, yeah? Also, not to be like, you know, someone shouting you, you had, no, no, no. Just to kind of like, or you know what, even if you're bored, you kind of like wait in that, in that hole between the, mm -hmm. the actual gate. And then when you know that you're the last person to board the flight and you know that your seat is 24B and you go through a plane, okay, you, you passed, you're past business class or economy class, uh, business class, yeah. And you see an empty seat in 
5A or an empty row, which is like, you know, emergency exit, they're often they're empty. And you might as well sit there <laughs> because you know that the, 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 the chances of you take taking someone someone else's places are very quite low. And you sit there. If so, if a, if a flight attendant approaches you and say, hey, may I please have may I please see your 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 boarding pass? You show your boarding pass and you, you can say. My seat is actually 24, blah, 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 blah. But I was the last person to board the plane. May I please sit here? You might get a no. You might be like, sorry. Can't. You may as well try. You might as well get a yes. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. And this is, you know, some people will look at me like, man, that's not good. That's not following or, you know. No, but you're doing I, it politely. You're yeah. daring. I, you're daring. The idea of that. daring and caring. And it you're takes charming. You places. So it works. It really takes you places. Yes. But yeah. Um, Nava, yeah. the thing I love most about you is that you have so much love. You're a very generous spirit. And I think your work um, really shows that too. And I'm sure it, it, it's going to inspire even people who don't know your work yet. Um, Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm lot. signed up to the Navot Miller fan club. Yeah. He, he's actually literally like, he, he, he's running the fan club. Yes. I, I think I'm, I'm signing I'm up making, as a member. I'm making badges and stuff. Oh, a, stop it. I'm just a member. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. He's I actually am, the head of the club. I am club. so flattered, honestly. I was just saying, you know, I, I'm so, it's exciting and I'm really, um, I'm thankful. And it's, um, it's really, it's touching. I'm really flattered, really. Thank you for, for seeing this. And awesome. I'm, I'm glad you do. Well, for everyone listening, you can see images of all the artworks we've spoken about today on our Instagram, which is at TalkArt. What is your Instagram, Navot? My Instagram is my first and last name together, Navot Miller, N-A-V-O-T-M-I-L-L-E-R. And we will be linking you on our Instagram. And Thank you. Um, your current exhibitions that are coming up, right, the one so in Berlin is where again? The one in Berlin is in Wannsee Contemporary. That's up until March 26th. My next show, well, there's also a show right now in, in, in London. It's a group exhibition in Beers Gallery. Mm -hmm. That's up until, for a month, so until February. And is Beers still in Old Street area? No, it's, on, it's in Little moved. Britain now. It's not so far from in, the South um, Little Britain. Little Britain is St. Paul's. The street's called Little Britain. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's cool. I've been name. to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right there. But there's By a couple of things coming up in London. I don't know, like... Talk art uh, listeners, it's like, is it? They're all over the world now. Wow. 170, yeah. 170 countries or wow. something. Yeah. 165, something like coming, that. Yeah, Berlin coming up in March, London again in April. What's the one in London? Um, in London, I have a so really exciting solo show in a gallery called Grove Collective. That's in Battersea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's April 14th. Uh, that opens April 14th. Yes, I'm working on that show right now. I'm pretty sure that show will include a lot of Mexico. Well, not a lot, but some of my Mexico. Moments. adventures yeah yeah then i have a solo show uh coming up in in tel aviv in a gallery called braverman gallery very very exciting in a way it's like what i mean showing in a country where i'm highly associated with mm -hmm. but i've never kind of like you know oh, so like yeah. that 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 whole art like experience all started from a to z in berlin i'm not like that so it's also exciting um, I'm then, meant to be going to Tel Aviv. I had a phone call from um, my childhood, like my best friend at school. His dad was Uri Geller, the guy who bends spoons. <laughs> Uri and Uri Geller left a message on my phone recently because he's setting up his own museum in Tel I Aviv. I heard about that. And he wanted Rob, me. He wanted Uri. He, he called and was like, Rob, hi, Uri. 
And he was like, he was like, you must call me back. And I haven't actually called him back yet, but I will. Wow. And he wants me and my well, mum, my mum and I to go to hit the opening of his museum. If you go, try to come. Uh, when your show is on, I'm going to get Uri to open his museum when your show opens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can coordinate. I would love to go, actually. I've never yeah. been there. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been a joy. And, thank um, you guys. Honestly. We'll be back very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamond and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in today's episode with music by Jack Northover. Subscribe to Talk Art at Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.